All right, well, my name is Daniel. I'm the communication pastor here at the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois, and we are live on a Thursday afternoon, and we're excited. I'm here with Putty Putman. What's up, Putty? Hello. Happy to be here. You are now our teaching pastor. Something like that. Something like that, and you do... Actually, actually that, a yes. Ple- <laughs> a plethora of things, like uh, School of Kingdom Ministry and all of those things, and most people know who you are, but in case they don't, now they do. Hello. Good to meet you if you don't know me. So we, you know, we've been in a series, we just launched one called Naturally Supernatural, Everyday Encounters for Everyday Disciples, and... Um, we launched into uh, a really great uh, message last week with Vision Weekend, and then you followed up talking about the Triune Gospel. Yep. But before we dive into all of that, mm-hmm. you know, I always think it's fun to get, you know, how did we grow up? Uh, childhood stories, anything like that. Okay. And, okay. you know, I just want to welcome all of you on the chat. And uh, we do have some online chat hosts, Tess is uh, going to be in there. She's going to say hi. But if you're joining us, I don't know how many are out there at 3 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon, but, hey, we're here. Hello, retrospectively, too, if you're watching this at Friday at 4. That's right. Still hello. Still hello. Still hello. And you can actually still put comments in in the comments uh, no matter when you're watching this. But uh, I did have a question. You know, what was a significant encounter with God that you had when you were a kid? Hmm. That's a great question. So, uh... I suppose let me ask this. What uh, At what age does one stop being a kid, according to this question? Well, you're not a kid now. I'm not I, a kid now, right? So I don't know. Like maybe when you still, still lived with your parents. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, when I was growing up, I uh, did grow up in uh, a church and a, and a family of faith. And uh, so Christianity was definitely a part of my um, my upbringing. But I didn't really have, like, a grid for encounter, if that makes sense. It just wasn't part of that uh, portion or that aspect of faith. Um, But I can recognize some of them in hindsight, if that makes sense. And uh, there was one time um, that was very, very powerful. I remember I was on a, like, high school – I think it was in high school, and I was on, like, the week-long summer camp type thing, you know, that once a year our, our youth group would go do. And uh, we we spent a year. We went down to Tennessee somewhere. I don't even remember where. And um, there was one night where it was it was kind of odd. It's like I don't even exactly know how this happened, but we wound up. It was kind of this like hilly area, kind of in the Appalachians, and it wound up being like later at night, not like super super late, but like maybe like nine p.m. or something. So it's like dark, and. For some reason, like all of us together, we decided it would be a good idea to like go up on the mountain together and like I don't know, like I'm not sure what the plan was, but we we all went up on the on the on the side of the mountain. It was dark and you know, it's like camps, there's no lights and all that. And it started kind of like drizzling and so it was like cold and it was wet and it was dark and it was rainy, it was very uncomfortable. But we get to the top of the mountain and the youth pastor is like, Hey, we should pray. And, um, so we're all like, yeah, we'll pray. You know, like we're like Baptist kids, right? So we're like, yeah, I'll pray, you know? <laughs> so we start praying and just kind of like spontaneously what happens is, uh, and, and I don't remember how it happened, but I think somebody like, uh, spontaneously just like in front of the group of people, just like kind of like repented for something really serious. I don't remember what it was, but you know, it's like the kind of thing that like in youth group, like you don't say that kind of thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
And so, like, somebody said that, and everybody was like, oh, you know, it was like a sort of, like, awkward moment. And then someone else chimed in and, like, repented for something else. And then it just sort of, like, formed this, like, cascade where what happened was we were, like, up on top of this mountain for, like, half an hour. And, like, all of these teenagers are, like, pouring out their heart to God, like, in the rain. And it was just this really powerful moment. Like, afterwards, we were like, what happened? And um, the youth pastor later said, like, we all had kind of, like, wound up in a circle. And he said that he actually, like, wanted to get into the middle of the circle, but he, like, couldn't. Like, wow. like there was, like, a presence that, like, he couldn't actually go into the middle of the circle because he felt like God's presence was there or something wow. like that. Um, and so, you know, it was, like, very different. You know, I didn't yeah. understand what those kinds of things were at the time, but it was the kind of thing where – we all came back from that summer camp and like all the parents were like, what, what happened what to happened you guys? guys? Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, so That's that wound powerful. up being a really powerful encounter. Even now I look back on it and I'm kind of like, I'm, I mean, other than just powerful repentance, I'm not sure what exactly happened, but yeah. I know it was God. Wow. <laughs> that makes sense. That's, that's cool. I, I thought this was going to start off like one of those campfire stories where, you know, it's a misty night, but wow, that's really powerful. Yeah, it was very unique. Yeah, it's, it's cool when you can look back and you know, in your childhood and not even know it was God, but like, oh, wow, God was there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So we just want to welcome those of you that are joining. And if, so those of you watching later, um, this is a Q&A and uh, you can put your questions in the chat. We're going to, uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful, for you, Daniel. <laughs> wonderful sound. I love doing that. That you just made. Um, uh, it kind of makes me want to take a drink. So. you all. <laughs> Um, if you have a drink and a beverage and you want to join in, you could too can make that wonderful noise. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a little forced, you know. Might have. Right. But uh, you know, this is a time we just want to go a little deeper and mm. ask some uh, deeper questions. So at any moment, you could uh, ask a question, and if we're still live, we'll answer it right on the spot. If not, we'll uh, continue to be looking at this feed and mm. be answering it later. But. Um, you know, this weekend you spoke about a topic I know you're very passionate about. Mm. Um, we call it the Triune Gospel, which yep. is basically based on the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, mm. and how, you know, it's kind of like a roadmap to encounter. I, I love mm. that language that you mm. used. Um, and, you know, we actually threw out a few, like, hey, does anybody want to ask some questions? Mm. And a, a few people did... Uh, put some questions uh, <clears throat> last night, but I wanted Love to start it. with this because um, sometimes how things come to being, like how mm. you discovered this, mm. really helps us on our journey. Yeah. And yeah. so, how did you discover this? I would call it a revelation. It's like new understanding of how all this works. Uh, sure. You know, when did the Triune Gospel first like yeah. grab you? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question, and um, you know, I think. One of the things that for me uh, is probably just probably part of my personality is um, I'm always like kind of like churning over ideas, like the things I feel like I understand and the things I feel like I don't understand. I it's it's I mean probably borderline compulsive. I kind of it's like just like I it's always happening. Um, yeah. And um, what had happened was like you know kind of reaching back to the the history. Uh, I grew up Baptist. And so I had a, a really clear idea of what the gospel was from a Baptist perspective. 
um, essentially the story of, you know, sin and forgiveness and, you know, reconciliation of relationship to God. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally know that. That's the gospel. Then eventually I came to the vineyard here and, you know, that transition or whatever took a little while. But once I um, met the Holy Spirit and kind of warmed to the vineyard, maybe I'll put it that way, um, <laughs> I, I heard the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God, hmm. which was really powerful and really exciting but was also personally very confusing because I was like, okay, but hold on. Like, this is the gospel, but also that's the gospel. But like, how does that work like that? So for a long time, that was actually very puzzling to me. Hmm. And um, I, I kind of was just like, well, it sort of seems like everybody feels this tension a little bit and everybody's kind of okay with it. So it confused me, but I didn't know what to do with it. Um. Then eventually, like when we come to like 2012, Todd White comes, mm -hmm. you know, there's this kind of like wave of the identity message, yeah. which is like super powerful for our church. Yeah. And so we're all kind of like living in that for a few years. And eventually I realized, I, or eventually I asked this question. I was like, why is this so powerful? Mm -hmm. Like, this is like the most profoundly powerful, like spiritual truth thing i've ever like lived in like why is it so powerful and, and my eventual conclusion was this is powerful because it's the gospel like and that feels like scripturally it checks out you know yeah, yeah, so i'm like yeah. okay that that makes yeah. sense like I'm, I'm with that but but now now there's three gospels <laughs> you know there's like the baptist thing that i'm used to there's the kingdom thing now there's this identity thing and they are they're clearly not one another in disguise right. they're not the same thing with just a few different words like there's actually a different story happening here so that became something that i really turned over a lot mm -hmm. for like a couple of years and i think it's helpful to hear that because sometimes we we just tell the stories of it's like you know i had this problem and one time i talked to god and in five minutes it was done you know <laughs> And that's great if that's so, what happens. It's not usually my experience. Years of discovery. Yeah, years of just kind of like, okay, what is this God? And how does this work? And whatever. And um, what, what, what actually eventually happened was with some of the identity stuff, I really wound up hooking on to Genesis 126 where um, God gives, essentially as I see it, the, the first identity of humanity as image bearers and the first destiny as the stewards of dominion on the planet. And so I was like, okay, that's identity and that's destiny. And that makes sense. And then I kind of starting there kind of began to see like, well, where do those threads go through the rest of the Bible? Mm -hmm. And I realized I was like, okay, the identity one feeds right into all the identity stuff that we were you know, expecting. And so I was like, well, wh what about that destiny one? And then so I kind of like began to trace that through the Bible and I realized it like ran into the kingdom stuff. And, and that was actually kind of shocking to me because I was like, oh, this kingdom stuff actually reaches back to Genesis even. I, I hadn't even heard people talking about that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really profound. So for a while I talked about like identity and destiny um, and, I, and I hadn't seen like the relationship piece. I didn't know how the that first thing kind of integrated in, but I talked about that for a little while and that felt good. And, you mm -hmm. know, there's like, there's wind on it, you know, God's like using it. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is powerful. Um, but then eventually as I kind of kept trying to like trace the story of the scriptures and think about all the things that are called the gospel, 
I kept running into the relationship piece too. And I was like, okay, this got to fit in there somehow. Mm-hmm. And so then once I started really thinking about that, trying to trace that thread, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen the number three before. That probably means something, you know? Yeah. And, and then I started thinking about, okay, like, what if, what if this isn't just about like following the story of the Bible, but it's about what I'm living today and what I'm living today is this kind of like threefold relationship with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure I could say there was a, to- a moment when it was like the heavens parted and this mm-hmm. thing descended from, from the, the, the skies. Um, it was just kind of like this like slow layer upon layer for, gosh, probably five years, honestly. And then once, once it clicked that it was like, oh, all of this is just simply what it means to walk in relationship with a triune God. Yeah. I was like, gosh, this is so simple. Like, <laughs> like how did I not see this five years ago? Like, when you say it that way, you're like, how could the gospel really be anything else? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. duh. But it just took a journey of five years to get to the point where that was the obvious question to ask yeah. or something. Yeah. So it was a long and meandering journey. And I think maybe just coming off of that, what I want to say is I just want to encourage everybody that, like, ask questions and keep asking questions even though it's, like, fuzzy or muddy and doesn't feel clear. And, like, the good things we get in God happen in the journey. And I'm convinced, actually, that most of us don't have more revelation just because we don't ask enough questions. That's good. Like revelation comes to those who ask. Come on, that's good. And so yeah. I, I have often had people like, like, what is it like to have a gift of revelation? And I'm like, I suppose maybe I have one. I don't even really think about it in those terms. I just think I ask a lot more questions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Bible God says, loves to answer them. Yeah, he loves to answer them. And <laughs> right. when you get the answer, it turns out that answer is revelation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just like ask. Ask a lot of questions. That's good. So it really moves into even a little bit more practical um, one person asked John, he said, what's the most significant breakthrough uh, you've either experienced or seen from this revelation of triune gospel, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and how yeah. this works out in our life? Like, can, do you, do you, can you think of one yeah. or something that practically how this has really helped move you forward? Oh, yeah, for sure. No. Um, you know, I think for me, it's interesting because this is like a, a bit of an odd thing to label a breakthrough, but it really is what has been most significant for me. Um, I have realized that for me, what it's done is it's given me a framework to be able to partner with what God's doing in my life on purpose. And for me, what I realized, like I, I mentioned this this weekend, how like, you know, a lot of times we can spin our wheels when we're trying to like do the wrong thing with our faith. When it's like, well, I really like the relationship story. So I'm trying to walk through this as it's a relationship story moment, but it's not. It's it's an identity moment or it's a destiny moment. And if as that's what I'm doing, I'm basically going to be spinning my wheels until I give up. <laughs> and then God's like, well, what if we did this other thing instead? Mm-hmm. And What's happened with the Triune Gospel for me is I've actually felt, and I've seen this in other people as well as they've kind of like worked with it, it gives you this grid for like, okay, where am I right now today? What is God doing today? 
and which gear do I need to be in? Do I need to be in the relationship gear, the identity gear, or the destiny gear? And to be able to have the grid work to actually change those gears on purpose and quickly has really produced really dramatic acceleration, I feel like, in my in my personal growth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before that, it would just be like I'd hit these walls and I'd kind of just spin my wheels for months sometimes. Wow. And um, and maybe I'm just stubborn. I don't know, you know, but um, it would just feel like I don't know what's happening. That, that this isn't working. And now it's like, sure, I still do that. Mm -hmm. But then eventually I get to the point a lot quicker where I'm like, oh, I'm trying to live out a destiny moment right here. And this isn't a destiny moment. OK, hold on. Let me think about this. Like, what is it that God's doing? And that allows me to shift gears. And then once I'm in the right gear, it's like things really start moving again. So it just feels like overall my faith as a whole has a ton more traction. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's really good. Um, at any moment you can ask a question. Just want to welcome everybody who's <laughs> tuning in. Like what's going on right now? Um, this is Q and a with putty Putman. Uh, and okay. So kind of pressing into this a little bit, I, I had some of these questions later, but yeah. the way, you know, th the significance realizing, okay, this is a, you know, connection with the father moment, or this is maybe I don't belong, or maybe mm. this is messing with my identity. I don't know who I am or my self-worth. Like, how can you identify, how have you identified or even helped other people identify where they need to grow or what part is this? Like, are there questions that you ask yourself sure. or? Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think that, I think it's an awesome question. Such an important question. And, you know, before we even, I think, I think the starting point is to realize this. So, like, first of all, the base assumption, which I think we probably share, but is important, is, um, you know, like, God's always working with us. So, like, whatever Amen. it is that's happening in our lives, you know, it's easy to sort of, like, imagine that, like, maybe God's watching out there somewhere. And it, it, he's not, like, distant and uninvolved. Like, he's with us in every, in every situation. So, then... Then what it is, I think, is a lot of it is about learning to read um, opportunities and learning to read the things inside of us that are being provoked in any in a given situation. So, you know, it's not a particularly comfortable fact, but it does seem to me that more often than not, our growth is motivated by our pain points. <laughs> and the because the journeys of relationship identity and destiny are different, they produce different types of pain. Mm. And I don't think that we often maybe stop and ask the question, like, what kind of hurt is this hurt <laughs> right now? Yeah, right. Um, you know, the, the, the relationship journey has a kind of hurt that is connected to our need to have a home, which is a fundamental human need. You know, um, the identity journey is connected to a need to be able to believe in ourself mm -hmm. and our destiny journey is connected to a need to be able to feel a sense of significance and purpose with our lives. Um, most of us, if we'll actually stop and ask, okay, what am I looking for right now? Am I looking for a home? Mm -hmm. Am I looking to believe in myself? Or am I looking to know that my life counts towards something? 
if we'll actually stop and ask that question, it's usually not actually that difficult to tell. Right. <laughs> you know, it may not be like immediately obvious, but you know, if we if we turn it over and say, oh, okay, wait a minute, hold on, like this situation is provoking a need for a home. That situation feels like a need for a home. That situation feels like a need for a home. And then and then we start looking a little bit more on the, like the the sort of feel of the season, mm -hmm. as it were. Yeah. <laughs> And we realize it's like, oh, all of these are orienting around one set of these things right now. Yeah. That that must be what God is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then from there, you know, it's it's almost like reading the problem as the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, like okay, like everything in my life right now is uh, suspiciously conspiring to challenge my sense of purpose and significance <laughs> mm -hmm. could, could it be that that is actually an invitation into a purpose and significance that that haven't walked in it at that level yet yeah. um and you know it's it's not as easy as just saying well and then you've got it you know <laughs> right but what that does is that does orient you towards okay god what kinds of conversations do we need to be having now mm. um i mean once again asking the right questions is almost the entirety of this thing so if god's working with you on like purpose and significance yeah. but you're asking for comfort and home you're not going to get that yeah yeah <laughs> you know that's it's right. that's not what god's doing so yeah. so um yeah, yeah. so the, so reading reading your needs and your pain points mm -hmm. i think is actually really important yeah um and I, i'm seeing more and more fruit that comes out of that that's good yeah, I don't know for you all if you're even brave enough to even put out, you know, put some of the things that, you know, maybe are our struggles or whatever. And just to say, yeah, you know, my self-worth or whatever. I, I know for me, it's like sometimes when and maybe this is your experience, too, where um, someone will say something about you or kind of define you in a way just like, man, you are so this and i'm trying to remember of a specific example but um it really kind of challenges your identity or self-worth like sure. am i uh <clears throat> am i this kind of person and I, i've just you know been on several roller coasters until i actually realized okay mm. jesus is actually the one that defines me he right. he says who i am so right. you know so yeah you know maybe there's questions that that come to mind but is there any instance it may be in a recent, maybe someone you've ministered to, or even in your own life, where sure. maybe more, maybe more practically, yeah. um, you like, okay, this is this, and this is what Jesus started. Because I think sure. what gets fuzzy mm -hmm. is, okay, I've identified it, but what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> Did I hear God's voice? Is that what? Like, do you right. go to Scripture first? Do you, sure. you know, maybe you could shed some light. Yeah, that no, place. that's amazing, right? So, um. So maybe I'll just share like where I see myself presently you yeah. know, in the journey kind of I'm on in, in this moment. That's great. Um, so, uh, you know, in, in the last, say, nine months or so, uh, God's been kind of uh, inviting me, I suppose, into another chapter of ministry type things. And it's been very kind of broad and open ended and unclear. Um, and so I totally don't even really know where all that's heading. But, you know, that's been happening. Um and along the way, 
you know, there's there's a lot of things. We have a we have a flashing light here, don't we? <laughs> if you job. feel like there's a siren or a flashing light, that's one of our lights. Is uh, so that one's going to brighten yeah. us up now. Yeah, that'll, okay. that'll do it. <laughs> um, you know, it's like uh, along that journey, um, there have been, I think, different ones of these different things that have been uh, sort of highlighted at different times. Uh, right now, um, you know, I'm I'm looking at the circumstances of, uh, for example, like um, practical things like uh, finances, uh, the current financial situation. I'm looking at our uh, team's resources. I'm looking at our team's like uh, just like emotional health right now because it's a moment in the world where that's not something you can take for granted. It's crazy, yeah. Um, and I'm looking at my own uh, leadership capability, my own emotional health, all these things, and I find myself um, internally. There's this thing inside of me that's saying like, y- like you can't do this this is too big for you if mm-hmm. that makes sense like mm-hmm. like like you can do a lot of things but you can't do this like it's it's too much um and interestingly for the last like three or four months the only things that have ever uh intersected uh <laughs> in my life have actually only stretched the size of the questions. <laughs> so so it's like, okay, I'm already feeling like I think this is too big for me. And then God just like slides this in. And I'm like, oh, that's another layer I didn't even consider. Oh, my goodness. Now it's definitely too big. And then God slides in another layer. And then God slides in another layer. And, I mean, at this point, it's like literally almost comical where it's just like, gosh, I like I couldn't have made this up. I mean, it's like how many ways is, is it going to feel bigger than me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at first, like, there's like, you know, you wrestle with the anxiety and the insecurity, oh no, and all of this, is it all going to fall apart and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not above that. I, I certainly, you know, I'm in and out of that. Maybe I'll just put that that way, you know? Um, but at least along the way I've identified like, oh, okay. Like this is actually an identity moment. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is the scope of my self understanding is this big and the problem is that big. <laughs> um, and so like that gap between my self understanding and the size of the problem, that gap, that's the, the gap that's causing the sense of insecurity, the sense of, Oh no, where is this going to head? Mm-hmm. And so um, when, when I see that gap, you know, what I'm trying to do right now is I'm saying like, okay, first of all, um, God has to fill that gap. I, I can't. Now, yeah. of course, I can I can cooperate with things. I'm not just, like, waiting for him to magically take it away. Um, but, you know, the first thing is to realize, like, I don't have the power to fill that gap on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, it's got to be God's grace that does that. Um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to position myself before the Lord to give him an opportunity to fill that gap in. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking questions like, okay, God, like apparently this is my picture of me, but what's your picture of me right now? Um, When I have a situation that's like directly provoking the, the, the fear or whatever, it's like, okay, hold on. Like I need to stop and like remind myself like, okay, God, you're with me and God, you would not have put me here 
if this what like if there wasn't a solution. So there's kind of like uh, either verses or declaration or like kind of Absolutely. reminder of a promise. Absolutely. That brings you okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 And and it's a also a mirroring back of the history of the faithfulness of God. Mm, you know that like God really like like He's not messing with us yeah he's not cruel you know he can feel cruel but he's actually not cruel like he is drawing out of us the best things in us Mm -hmm. and so and so to be able like in that moment when you're experiencing it when it's difficult when it's painful when it's hard when it's confusing yeah to be like okay wait a minute like this is the moment of my growth and i would not be here if this was not making me bigger yeah. Like, like God would not do that. God's not going to abandon you. No, he's not going to do that. And so, yeah. um, yeah, a lot of it is coming back to that kind of stuff. And it's good. You know, I, I wish. So, so I'm, I'm particularly like a revelation guy, right? Yeah. I love revelation. I love understanding. And there are some things that if God gives you a revelation, you can just hop through the problem. Yeah. But it sure seems to me like there are plenty of things that you walk through. Yeah. And you grow while you're walking through without even knowing you're growing. Yeah. There's not a shortcut to it. <laughs> There's no yeah. shortcut. There's yeah. like, it's like, you know, it's uncomfortable straight way through. You get on the other side and you don't even realize you grew through it. You mm-hmm. just know it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I think it's in those moments when it's like, it's about just the one foot in front of the other. Yeah. God is faithful. Even though I don't see it, even though I don't feel it, that's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm just going to walk. <laughs> I'm going to let him grow me. <laughs> However that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, one question that's coming to me and, um, you know, maybe this is something you all are experiencing right now. I mean, there's just specific things with our, our own journeys with Jesus, our calls on our life, things mm. like that. But then, mm. you know, without going too political, but there's a lot of chaos and tension in our nation. I Absolutely. think that it's causing a lot of anxiety for all of us, yeah. no matter what you believe. Like, right. no matter what you believe politically, what, but what's happening in our nation, in our government, um, I, I'd be interested to hear, mm-hmm. like, just some thoughts on how to journey with the triune God, right. you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, through that, and how that could maybe help us relieve some of these issues and anxiety and and the pressure it feels like you know some people just are fear of what's going to happen some people are you know but i know this it's a roadmap to encounter right right so what what would be the roadmap sure you know you know maybe you could explain your experience or maybe some you've you know talked talked with other people about but right right yeah no um yeah so this is this is a great question and Times like this are really, really unique and difficult. Um, you know, one one thing that that I believe is true, which is not like the way that I often see these kinds of things processed, uh, but is nevertheless what I believe the way it actually works. Is, you know, I think things like. Um, trying to think of the precise right word for this um things like the degree to which we are 
disturbed from rest and peace and joy and mm-hmm. that that sort of kingdom place. Yeah. Um you know, we all are used to the experience of I walk through my day and I kind of go up and down in that kind of a thing, right? We've all had that experience, right? Yeah. Um and you know, there goes my piece. There goes my now piece. Yeah, I got to try and find it again, right? <laughs> yeah, right? So, so like we're all used to that and we tend to all think about that as an individual thing. Hmm. And from our individual point of view, that is indeed I think what it feels like and those dynamics are real. But I think if we step back and we look at relational systems, what's often happening in relational systems is that disturbedness maybe i'll put it that way actually flows around and between people Hmm. it doesn't just like each person is doing their own thing independent of one another like people push it back and forth people navigate like it flows around and yeah like if someone walks in a room and they're have full of anxiety it actually affects everybody else absolutely is that what you mean? absolutely yeah, yeah that's like, a small example small right example yeah or you know someone is having a really tough day and so they just blow up at you <laughs> and then you feel worse but they feel better right <laughs> like they just traded their anxiety to you thank you you're welcome right right exactly <laughs> right. and and a lot of this we don't like realize we're doing it it's right. not on purpose it's just like it just sort of like happens but what what that means is it basically means this like you take any big system of people and mostly without realizing it almost everybody is trying to find a way to make sure that the disturbedness of the system is not on them <laughs> hmm. and so things that that amount of tension actually flows back and forth and takes loops and laps and all of this through through these emotional systems And in a time like now in our country, with the last nine months being what they've been, the extent to which that is happening is very, very high level. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I actually believe that there's a fair bit of the various uh, expressions of things over the last nine months that in the moment feel very content oriented. Hmm. In the moment, it feels like there's a lot of dispute about the process of the election right now, for example. Right. Um, but what's actually happening is the disturbedness in the system is focusing in one particular place. Hmm. And that is erupting around content. Yeah. But it's actually the, the, the discomfort of the system as a whole. Hmm. So what that means is, is it means we all live in a really weird time where for no reason at all, sometimes the through the roof anxiety of the nation that we live in, will just slam into you completely out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed. I have had moments like that where like, I'm just, I'm actually having a totally normal day. Mm-hmm. Nobody triggers me. Nobody, anything happens. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, my heart is racing. And I'm like, yeah. it literally feels like I'm having an anxiety attack for no reason at all. Yeah. Like there's actually not even anything I'm anxious about, hmm. but what's happened is in the weird, mysterious way that these things happened. It's like, Oh, 
all of that anxiety gets tilted towards me in mm-hmm. that particular moment. And it feels like I'm going crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, breathe. It's going to be okay. Okay, you're going to get through this. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. And and the truth is, is that, like, it's not fair, but that is just what it is going to be to live in America in 2021 hmm. for right now. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, <laughs> the next nine months will not be as disturbedness building as the previous nine months yeah. have been. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. But I think in this, in time like this, it is extra important to know how to handle those kinds of things. Yeah. And for me, a lot of that comes down to um, the triune gospel thing. And what will happen is when I get slammed with that anxiety thing, and it is so intense. Mm-hmm. It is so intense. Yeah, you it's don't like, know what to do. It's yeah. like I can't think. I'm like panicking. My heart is racing. I'm like, I literally want to climb up in the fetal position sometimes. It's like, ah, it's so bad. And it feels like it comes completely out of nowhere. So for me, like what I'm trying to do in those moments to the best that I can, and it's like a fight with everything in me, is I'm trying to like, okay, hold on. Like, you know, like in, in we talked about like the, the, the belonging and mm-hmm. the being and the doing, and we didn't really talk a ton about how they like layer and build on top of each other. But they they do, particularly Mm -hmm. in that order, belonging and and being and doing. Mm -hmm. So when I get smashed into by this anxiety, basically what happens is any sense of any of those things just topples and is gone. (laughs) And I'm at belonging, negative 10, being negative 10, doing negative 10. Like it's all it's just all gone. Yeah. And so, and so in those moments, it's like, okay, like, uh, okay, hold on. Like I, first thing that happens is like, like God, okay. Like I, I need you (laughs) to remind me that I belong, that Mm -hmm. I'm okay. That like, I am going to live through this moment that I'm going to live through this day that like all of the really scary feeling things that feel like they're about to happen are almost certainly not about to actually happen to my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need your voice to ground me in that sense of home and belonging again. That's good. And, and then, then if I can begin to do that, what will tend to happen is there'll be a layer. The, the interesting thing about these, like the belonging and the being and the doing, remember we talked about like the different types of pain. Yeah. Um, they, they have like a different texture to them. Hmm. So the, when belonging is, is threatened, it, it tends to feel kind of like abjectly terrifying. Like, like you're like, you're like, I'm, I'm actually going to die. Like, mm. like, I don't know how, but I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like abjectly terrifying. Yeah. Then when you move up to the being pain, it doesn't feel quite so like raw and quite so, um, instinctual, I mm. suppose. Um, but it's kind of like this, like, um, sort of like gnawing pit of your stomach Hmm. like um thing that feels different it's not Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh i'm gonna die in this moment but it's the sense of like there's bad coming somehow i don't know like just this isn't like things aren't gonna be good i don't know like Mm -hmm. it's it's just not like that's kind of what the being thing feels like and then the doing thing tends to not feel super concrete in the moment but it's just sort of like apathy that you're just like what's the point i can't do anything yeah. you know i just I, psh, yeah. I should i should just go watch netflix mm-hmm. you know it's just sort of like numb checked out. out numbed type of pain thing right mm-hmm. so when when you get slammed with this this anxiety or when you run into it on your own or whatever 
for me, it's often feels like there's like actually walk through those layers leaning into God to try and like go through it. So the first thing is like, I'm objectively terrified. I actually think I'm going to die in this moment. Like, okay, God, like, like I need you to <laughs> help me. I mean, like you are with me, you oversee me, you protect me. You mm-hmm. probably have angels right next to me right now. Like you saw this moment in advance. Like you, <laughs> you're going to see my next moments, you know, yeah. and my heart rate slows down and I think, okay, I'm probably not going to die right now. But but I do probably still feel some of that being concerned, the insecurity. Like, yeah. I'm not going to die right now, but, man, the things that I love and the things I care about, they're probably not really going to take. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through this. And it's like, okay, God, no, like, <laughs> not, not, and then I'm switching. Okay, like, Jesus, you are in me. Like, you have enough to meet any challenge. Uh, yeah. I'm not even who I think I am. I am who you say I am. You know, remind me who I am now, God, you know. And then, and then, and then eventually what probably happens is I begin to get to that doing level where I'm like, well, okay, at least I'll live, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's not a point to living, but at least I'll live, you know? And it's like, okay, God, yeah. no, hold on. Remind me of like, why, why, why I care, why I'm invested, why this matters, like yeah. why what I am doing actually has an eternal significance. And so it's just kind of like walking through the layers of it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which is hard, man. Learning to do that is so hard and I'm not no expert at it. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it's a lot of conversation with God. It's like removing yourself yeah. from kind of your environment and, and starting obviously to pray, to talk to God. Absolutely. Holy spirit starts reminding you, wait, no, I, yeah. you belong. Right. You are part of this. You are part of me. I have not let go. I've not left you. I've not forsaken you. Just like all those, absolutely, all those promises. Absolutely. And a lot of what what I suppose this could be boiled down to is like learning to dance the dance of managing ourself mm-hmm. along with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I know when I like articulate that, if that's not something that we're familiar with, that probably seems like really foreign and unattainable. Mm-hmm. And I think what I would just say is in this area, like essentially almost any area in our faith, like there is a kind of accelerating growth principle that happens. Yeah. Where it's like you don't have to become a ninja doing it overnight. Hmm. Just try and take one more step. That's good. And then, you know, the next day, just try and take one more step. This is a marathon. One more step. And, And like almost every other part of our faith, like what you use you'll get that much back in portion. That's good. And like whenever that's happening, that that actually means exponential growth. Like that's good. if I have one and I use one, then I get one given back and I have two. And then if I use two, I get two given back and I have four. Yeah. And then if I use four, I get four back and eight and 16 and 32 and 64. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we have a conversation and – I, I articulate what I'm saying, and, and maybe I'm doing it at level 128. And if you're at, like, level four, you're like, that's impossible. Are you kidding me? There's no way. And say, well, yeah, but, like, if you go from four to eight and eight to 16, 16, 32, you know, it's actually only five steps from four to 128. I know that seems ridiculous. There's only five steps. <laughs> yeah. um, so I would say don't worry if you're like, oh, my gosh, that's super unattainable. I can't do that. I'm not asking you to do anything other than the the step at where you're at. Yeah. And it'll just keep accelerating if you'll just keep being faithful to that. That's good. Hopefully this has, you know, been helpful. I know we there's just so many emotions that we experience, whether it's what's happening in our nation or in our life or whether it's homeschooling or, you know, whatever it is. And 
um, I just want to encourage you to press, you know, press in, like engage with the Father, engage with the Son, engage with the Holy Spirit. And Putty, I don't know if you have any kind of just sense of what you would uh, pray or encourage those watching or who will be watching, um, even to prophesy over or, you know, there. what I know is when we receive revelation in something, you actually have it to give away, like you can give it away. And so if you feel just anything led to pray or just speak out yeah. to give away, yeah, that would yeah. be really helpful. Yeah. Well, I, I just I suppose I just want to say, like, I bless you to do the thing that we just talked about, to sort of dance that dance of connection with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and learn how to navigate the inside parts of us <laughs> to being in, in, union, in union and in concert with God. Um, like really, truly, like I just, I bless that. I bless that. And I want to say like, it is something that you can do, you know, and don't think I'm doing it perfectly. I'm not, but wherever we are, like, it is something that we can grow into. And, um, for me, I'm, I'm actually very passionate about it. To me, that's actually the value of the Triune gospel. Like it's really neat how it all like clicks the Bible together in cool ways, you know, but but where it's really valuable is like, I want you to be able to walk with God well. <laughs> and so right now I just bless you to be able to walk with God well and to be able to recognize his voice and know like that's God speaking to me and to be able to identify in the moment of concern or fear or panic or um, anxiety or being disturbed or whatever that like, oh, this is the need that I have right now. I need I need to have that sense of significance or identity or whatever. And, and to be able to reach out towards Father, Son, Holy Spirit and begin a conversation around that and to receive from them uh, grace and love and, uh, and joy and peace and faith and all the things that we need. Um, I just I bless you with that right now. And, and Father, I just ask that um, in any in any measure, Lord, that you've given me grace to live that out and to experience that, Lord, that you would give them at least as much, if not like double. Um, God, multiply that on each and every person who is hearing this. Um, God, now is the time <laughs> when we need to be effective at navigating these things, these inside places um, and journeying them with you. And taking the journey and coming to the place where um, whatever it is that's pushing us around from the outside, that we can ground ourselves back into the things of the kingdom in you. And so I just, I bless you. I bless you with that. Wherever you are, may there just be acceleration on your life in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Putty. This was fun. Yeah. yeah, fun. Thanks for sharing insight and impartation. Thank you all for joining us. And Hope to see you all real soon.